Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Your Tech Explained show. I am your host, Alex. This is our first episode, so you can call it 001 or 01. I'm joined by my co-host, who I'm always going to butcher his last name. It's just part of it. Ian McLeraith. Did I get it right, Ian? McElroy. McElroy. I'm just going to, from now on, when I say Ian McElroy, I'm just going to go, Ian. That's how we say it. No, it's Ian McElroy. And today, I've got Johnny Walker, Black Label, as my scotch for the podcast. So we're going to make this interesting. Today, we're going to be covering our app of the week, Essential. Yeah, guys, they're being sold. Alexa, recording your conversations. We'll actually recorded someone's conversation. And my favorite subject that we're going to cover is Samsung Gear with Wear OS. So, also, just a few disclaimers. I'm going to butcher the English language, so you can make fun of me on Twitter all you want or on social media. It's just part of it. I'm going, going to just stutter really bad. It's, it's going to be a hot mess, but you know what? We're going to do it with some class. So, Ian, app of the week, our first segment. Why don't you kick us off? on our app of the week all right yeah so the app of the week segment that we're going to do each week we're going to highlight one of our favorite apps that we've either been using for the past while or that we've just recently discovered so this week it is the new google news app so a couple weeks ago at io 2018 google announced the major update to google news And the primary feature of this was the fact that it has artificial intelligence. And this is really what separates Google News from all the other apps, uh, news apps on the market today. What it does is you say, oh, I like these networks. I like these topics. These are subjects that I'm interested in. And then it will curate your news timeline for you. So it is similar to the existing Google News on the web where you would say, oh, I like technology, I like sports, where you just select the things you like, and then it will curate it a little bit for you. But this is way more advanced because it makes much higher use of artificial intelligence. That's what separates it from other news apps. Now, when it comes to the reading experience, that's the most important part of any news app and just finding your news. So in using it over the weekend here, I found it was very nice to use. I would just open up the app, I'll see a couple news headlines at the top, as well as some news I may be interested in. And from what I discovered, it was very nice because I was seeing news, say, about Tesla and about the Essential Phone, about iPhone, Apple, Google, all the things I love to follow were right there mixed in with some other popular articles. It wasn't necessarily divided into two segments of, oh, news for you and then everything else that we're feeding everybody it was all very well curated for you and the whole user experience i found just to be gorgeous the new google material design is much cleaner than the previous version material design it is very very uh, colorless in some areas but i found it to be a nice experience and what was cool too is that articles that featured videos or GIFs, they actually featured those as you were scrolling through. So it was actually a little bit of an animated news timeline, which I thought was a really nifty feature. Now, on the actual reading experience, click on an article. It opens up most of the time in the in-app browser, 
which is very clean. Great user experience on that. No complaints there. And the usefulness aspect. A lot of times I find news apps, you install them, you want to use them, you want to read the news, but there's just so much news on there that you don't care about that you just neglect to open it in the first place every day, say as you're reading your coffee, you just don't even want to go there. I'm not sure if that's going to be the same for the Google News, but from my experience with it so far, I definitely found it something that I would want to open more often just because of how nice it is and how curated it is for me. Awesome. Now, where can our listeners download this app of the week that we are featuring today? So what device is available on? Yeah, the new Google News is available on all platforms, Android, iOS, and the web. We'll put a link down in the description, in the show notes there, and you can download it for yourself. It's free. Awesome. Thanks, Ian. So that is our app of the week. We'll have uh, apps each week when we do our podcasts. Um, Also, we're going to be open to uh, checking out new ones. So if there's an app you want us to check out, whether you're a developer um, or just someone who's wants to see it featured on the show, you can uh, ping us on social media. You can also email us, contact yourtechexplained.com. Now, please don't send us apps that no one wants to look at. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but I get so many uh, just app review requests like, oh, okay, here's one. Um, No, I don't want an easy way to pirate new movies. Not going to happen, guys. But anyway, that's our app of the week. Thank you, Ian, for covering it. Now let's move on to some news. It was... A slow news week, and then it picked up right towards the end. And the first thing we're going to talk about is this bombshell I didn't see coming, and that is Essential being reportedly, um, well, the Essential Phone 2 is canceled, as confirmed, and then the company may be up for sale. So, Ian, tell us a little bit more about this, because you wrote an article on our website, which uh, our listeners can uh, read as well. But but tell us a little bit about what's going on with Essential, because I'm personally actually surprised about this. Yeah, so Thursday night, there was, or Thursday late afternoon, there was an article put out on Bloomberg Report talking about essential products, the company as a whole. So it covered quite a few things. The primary one of interest is that the Essential Phone 2 will be canceled. And that's a pretty definite uh, report there as far as the Essential Phone 2 goes. And the article also explained that Andy Rubin, who was one of the co-founders of Android, and then after leaving Google a couple years ago, he went on to start Essential Products. He is looking to actually sell the company. So they actually brought in a third party to help advise with the sale of the company. And only a couple hours after that report went out, Andy Rubin followed up with a tweet stating basically that they've always been interested in multiple lines of product development and that this is just something that kind of happens in the life of a company. He didn't specifically say that, yes, we're canceling the Essential Phone 2, but he might as well have. So that's essentially what's going on. Essential Phone 2, which we are hoping to get sometime this year, uh, the Essential Phone 1 is a pretty interesting phone. It has its flaws. But it's a very cool phone, and in such a saturated market, such as the smartphone industry, it was refreshing to see a new take on Android, which was pretty much just leaving it as is, 
and it was really nice to see that the camera terrible but yeah the, i've i've heard i've heard i never got to use the essential surprisingly um but i heard the camera was was just a hot mess now why do i feel like i feel like google is eyeing essential there's been zero reports but i wouldn't be surprised like like honestly i feel like within the next week or two we're just going to see a headline google purchases essential cuz google buys everything um either google i don't see amazon doing it who knows maybe that would be surprising to see amazon come in and buy it um which actually would kind of make sense the essential fire phone the essential fire phone <laughs> essentially this phone will be a hot mess that is a great title for the review essentially this phone is a hot mess i love it that would be interesting to see because amazon's fire phone was probably one of the most feature overloaded phones to ever hit the market just with um what was the what was it called like the firefly feature or something it was so bad let me put it this way it was one of the last phones i reviewed before i left tech review so that tells you how bad it was we can almost go back and say that it was so bad that i had to quit I just had to leave. That phone was terrible. I, I was pulling out my hair trying to review that phone. I should have just gotten it done quicker, but oh my goodness, it it was a hot mess. So it, it's going to be interesting, I think, to really see where where Essential goes. I'm I'm the type I'm rooting for them as well. I mean, they, right now the Essential it has the Essential phone has Android P um, as a beta for as we just saw at I/O. So there's a lot of potential there. It's just a matter of where do they go from here? Um, like I said, if the company is up for sale, I I would love to see Google purchase them. I think that would be interesting. I mean, Andy Rubin had kind of a bad uh, separation from Google a couple of years back. I believe it was in 2013. And it would seem pretty counterintuitive of Google to bring him back after they had such problems with him in the first place. Now, that if they did buy Essential, that would be the second time they've bought one of Andy Rubin's uh, developments, the first being Android. Yeah. So yep. I don't know. It could be very interesting. I think Essential, they're going to stick around. That's for sure. Andy Rubin said that they were going to focus on smart home things, which is interesting because right now the smart home space, where that is probably the hottest area of it right now, is in artificial intelligence and specifically yep. voice assistance. Those two things are some of the hardest software developments to do. They put, I think it was about, a, they put millions upon millions into developing the Essential phone. And it would cost way more to develop a platform from the ground up. So right now, Google pretty much has that artificial intelligence space uh, very well controlled. Of course, Amazon yep. Alexa, sorry if anybody's listening with and speakers in their office right now, but uh, the Amazon Alexa devices are very close in second, I think. Uh, they're just lacking a couple of small couple of small features. Uh, I noticed myself just that they don't allow you to do to bundle say two tasks into one command, whereas Google does allow you to do that. Little things like that, Amazon's lagging behind, but regardless, those are developments that take years to be even decent at. So I don't know what they're thinking, but I'm excited. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Now, speaking of, that moves us into our next part of the news. Speaking of Alexa, 
Alexa was on the news for something rather interesting. Uh, Ian, I think I was driving when you mentioned to me, I had asked what's going on in the news and you mentioned this to me and I was like, oh, snap. So an Echo Dot apparently picked up someone's conversation and sent it to one of their contacts. Now, of course, this was very interesting because of the whole, this is a, it's a privacy issue in a sense. Uh, but Ian, you, you also wrote about this because you've been on a roll this week with the news. Tell us a little bit more about what happened here and should people be concerned um, with their Alexa? I mean, hey, if you want to come on over to Team Google Home, you know, we've got open arms. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so Ian, tell us a little bit about us. I actually did switch over to a um, Zolo, which is from Anchor, their Google Home product instead of the Amazon Alexa, just because I wanted the change. And so far, I'm liking it. So that's that. But yeah, so Amazon Alexa, recording conversation. So a couple nights ago, uh, it was reported by a local news outlet, I believe it was in Portland, Oregon, that um, this one family, they had their whole home equipped with Echo Dots and the Amazon Echo. And they were a big fan of it, using it to you know do searches, turn the heat on and off, turn the lights on and off. Smart home yeah, things. Yeah, just normal, fun, smart home things like that. Mm. They loved yeah. it. And one night, I guess the husband and wife were talking, you know, just normally about hardwood floors. And the Amazon Alexa misinterpreted that conversation as a set of commands, which essentially was record this and send it to so-and-so in my contacts list. So Amazon Echo, as I'm sure some of you might be familiar with, kind of piped up in the back, oh, who do you want to send it to you? And okay, stuff like that. Uh, I've seen it multiple times where just in a normal conversation, Amazon Echo just pipes up and says, sorry, I couldn't hear that, or sorry, I didn't get that. So it is a lot easier than you'd think to actually trigger the hot word on that, which is unfortunate. But in any case, they got a call from one of their contacts who happened to be an employee of the husband saying, unplug all your devices right now. He waited for them to unplug the devices, and they explained, I received a conversation. They were blown away by the fact that it even happened. It sounds like a movie. It sounds legitimately like a movie scene. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, you pick up the phone, they're like, unplug all your Alexa speakers because AI is taking over. It's an iRobot type of situation. Now, I want to say this, though. I'm really glad for the sake of that couple that the Alexa speaker picked up them talking about hardwood floors versus something that could have been way more awkward. Don't put the puzzle pieces together. Because imagine if that were the case and that got sent to the contact. Definitely. This would be this would be a fail of epic proportions on Alexa on, on Amazon's end. Um fortunately it was something like this, but but still, you know, it's just it's something now now it begs to differ with this conversation. Of course, Amazon is taking the steps to to fix this. Um and thankfully it was it was a situation like this. But Ian, is this something that people should be concerned about or do you see this being something that you know Amazon's going to fix we keep moving forward and and things you know life keeps moving yeah I think Amazon they definitely took uh, probably the only steps they could take they just profusely apologized apologized over and over for the situation and they sent out some representatives to the home 
to get the logs off the devices, investigate it, and they confirmed exactly what had happened. Of course, they didn't know at the time that the Echo simply misinterpreted what they were saying as a series of commands. They only knew that after the fact. But I think it is important to kind of get the lesson from this. And that is, yeah, stuff like this can happen. And as I wrote in my opinion piece yesterday on Friday, we kind of have to be just living our lives as if everything is recording something. May not actually send it to somebody, but what if? And as long as we keep that in mind, I think we're okay. But it's important to remember that in this age, I mean, I'm just sitting here recording a podcast. There's like four devices within two feet of me that have microphones on them. And two of them have cameras. So, and all three of them have Wi-Fi connection. And one of them's a watch. So it's important just to remember how much stuff actually is connected it's always fun, too, when, like, one server goes down or Amazon Web Services, they go down. Like I remember when that happened. All half of the Internet went down on the East Coast. Suddenly, we couldn't upload images in Slack, and I couldn't even turn my lights on because they were smart home. <laughs> and there were just little things like that. I think when we remember, actually, how much stuff is connected to the Internet, how powerful that can be and how if just a little glitch happens, how devastating it really could be. That's really all we have to remember from it. And I like how you, I like how you put here in the article. Um, does it mean, you know, you should get rid of the device? No, in, in no sense. It just means you, you, you need to be careful. Um, of course, Alexa, whenever there is a command, the blue light does turn on. I'm curious to know how the couple didn't see that or hear that. I'll randomly have my Google Home just start talking to me. You know, it's a little freaky, but, you know, it, it's just part of it. We're, we're really jumping into a, basically a new, new form of technology. Um, four years ago, we didn't have this. And so there, there's going to be errors. There's going to be things that happen. So I, I did like how you did put that in the article, Ian. It means you should, you know, just be careful. So, but actually moving on to our next point here, though, this is the one I've been waiting for to talk about in this podcast. Um, so, you know, the, the smartwatch industry, it's, it's that type of industry right now that the Apple watch is just dominating. You can't say if, and, or, but about it. Uh, Apple watch is dominating in this industry. I'm the type of person I've used all smartwatches from Pebble. Oh, I miss Pebble. Uh, from Pebble, I've used Fitbits. I've used, um, the Gear S2, Gear S3. I've used Android. I was one of the first wave of people to adopt Android Wear with the gear, the, the oh my goodness, I can't remember it right now, the, the gear watch that had Android Wear on it um, when it was first announced. I remember having that watch. But this rumor right here made me very, very, very happy. And I hope it happens. Um, this article was written by Android Central um, by Joe Maring. Wonderful Joe. We love Joe. And in the article, it says Samsung Gear S4 smartwatch may use Wear OS, not Tizen. Now, I am really excited for this. And reason being is now, Ian, you, you, you probably agree with this. A lot of people hate Android Wear, right? Yes. I actually, now I actually used Android Wear for about a year and a half. I was uh, one of the first people actually to have the Huawei watch. 
And let me tell you, that was the most beautiful smartwatch ever. And I mean, I have an Apple Watch now, but that was the Huawei watch was more beautiful than the Apple Watch, really. It was so real. And when yeah. Huawei uh, made the second gen, which we were expecting to even be way better, when they made it more ugly, it was very confusing and disappointing. And after, and then 2.0 came out, you know, and, and that's when I think people really started to hate Android Wear. And, it was bad. And you know what? I got to kind of, yeah, and I got to kind of blame Google here for this because Google almost made Android Wear like Hangouts. They just completely just let it go. Um, but I think now, especially, and, and maybe they didn't let it go. They, they focused their attention on um, the Pixel line of phones, which now I, if, if this does all pan out, I kind of think I see where Google's going. And I've been saying for years now, and I have many friends who can back this up, I have been saying for years now, though it seemed like Google abandoned Android Wear, I kind of knew it wasn't going anywhere because Google needs a smartwatch. So this rumor is saying that the Gear S4 may use Android Wear. Um, there's also been rumors of Google working on its own Pixel Watch. Here's the thing. You see this with iOS. The smartwatch almost ties you into a phone. I, I, I really, I, I sincerely believe this. Uh, reason being is, you know what's always made it tough for me to leave iOS? My Apple Watch. Um, having a good tablet, you know, the, in, in the iPad. And I think Google's almost kind of hit the reset button. They started with the Pixel now I think this year, and I'm convinced that in October we will see a Pixel Watch. And the reason being is because Google needs these products to tie people to a Pixel phone. Now, don't get me wrong, people have Pixels and they love it. But one of the biggest things you will hear a Pixel owner say or an Android phone owner say, they miss Pebble. They're using a Gear S3, but I've never been a huge fan of Tizen as a smartwatch. Um, and I think Android phone users are yearning for a good smartwatch. So I think it's, if Samsung goes this route, it's a great move. Um, I would like to see some future development with Wear OS. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been using Wear OS and I'm going to, I'm going to actually admit here on the podcast, I like Wear OS. I'm, I'm probably one of the three guys that likes Wear OS. I'm the type of person, now Ian, you might agree with this. I'm the type of person, maybe use your smartwatch for more, but I just need good notifications. That's it. I do like the activity tracking aspect of it. But yeah, notifications is at the core. I'll give it that. And quick replies on notification. Yeah. Please give me good quick yes. replies. And I don't want to yes. take 10 minutes to load up the quick reply. Yes. You know what? I, I will give I will give you that. Um, that That is something that I wish we had. A am I okay without it? Yes. But I agree, especially in the health side of things. Um, I've been trying to get more in tune with my health and getting better at being at the gym. And I will be honest, having an Apple Watch has made it a little bit more interesting and fun. But going back to everything, here's where I think Google can potentially in the future, long down the road, guys, we, we can't forget Google Assistant. Like that's that's for me why I feel like Google is going to invest in where it needs to is because, okay, we have Siri on the Apple Watch. Like, let's let that sink in a second. Siri. that That's our assistant on the Apple Watch. It actually works half decent. It, it does, but it's still Siri. Yes. You know, I mean, at this point, Siri and Bixby for me are on the same level. Like, that's how bad Siri has gotten. Like, Bixby has actually made some improvements where Siri has just been so stagnant. Yeah, stagnant is the right word for that. It's not that it's gotten bad. It's gotten better. 
it's just not advancing at nearly the same rate that any other uh, AI assistant is advancing. I mean, heck, even Bixby is advancing faster, but they only started like last year or two years ago. Well, that's that's the thing that kind of going back to it, it's like, you know, with Siri, with Siri, they were the first assistant really to a phone. And here we are where we are today and Google Assistant's killing it. Um, you have uh, Alexa and I guess kind of tying this back together because I don't want to lose track of what we're covering. But if this rumor ends up being true, that the Gear S4 is going to have Wear OS, that we have a Pixel Watch, I'm curious to see where Google goes with Android 2.0. Are we going to see Android 3.0? They've got to make some improvements at some point because you can't just release a Pixel Watch with Android 2.0 and think that everyone's going to go buy it. So, I mean, I don't know, Ian, what, what do you think? Do you think Google's going to? Do you see them doing this or do you think it's just something that they might just release a watch and here it is? I think you're right. They have to they have to win at the smart at the smartwatch market because Apple's strongest point is the fact that everything ties together. And Google is working on the messaging. They're working, I believe it's uh yeah, RCS messaging. And that's going to be a big feature. If they actually do a good job at that, that's going to really win people over from iMessage. And that that's going to be huge, but they need to have a smartwatch. That's just, it's part of the whole suite of devices. But with the Samsung Gear watch, I think uh, with those rumors of them switching over from Tizen to Wear OS, that points to something much bigger. Mm-hmm. And that is the fact that Samsung for years and years and years has always stuck to their own uh, their own software, their own everything. There was a very memorable graphic in a MKBHD video where he, I believe it was that, where he compared, where he uh, put up a list of about 25 Google apps and the Samsung equivalents for each of those 25 apps. And that's the whole theme of what Samsung does. So if there's even the possibility of them switching to a Google OS you know, fully. I mean, there's not much customization that they can or should do. I believe, I'm not sure if it's changed, but Android Wear as of uh, 2016 was tied down. You couldn't make any modifications to it. I'm pretty sure that's still the same, which is a hard and fast rule that while slightly contradictory to the nature of Android, well, it's not Android, it's Wear OS. Exactly. No, and, and Joe's article, he, make, he makes a really good point here, and I love it. Uh, I'm going to read the last little part of it and because I totally agree with this point here. He says, Samsung's gotten a lot right with Tizen, but one of its pain points, and for me, and this is just me interjecting here, one of the biggest pain points, and I agree here, for me it was a huge one, has been lacking develop, it has been the long lacking support, developer support. That right there. I think has been is has been for me the reason why I don't use it. But he continues on. He says, Wear OS is far more endowed in these regards. And having a big name like Samsung backing the platform would be huge. And that is where I totally agree. If if Google creates their own Pixel Watch and the Gear S4 rolls out, and, and if you look at the timeline really, it, it it would make sense because you'd have the Gear S4 rolling out around the time of the Note 9, which would be in around August. So now you have the Gear S4 with Android Wear, or excuse me, with Wear OS, 
Android Wear, we're, we're going back here. Uh, Wear OS, you have the Gear S4 with that. And then Google announces a Pixel Watch with, of course, Wear OS. Now that is putting it in a whole different position because also on top of all of this, you look at carriers. I used to work at T-Mobile and the Gear S3, that, that's all, people would come in asking for smartwatches. That's why I, I totally believe that the smartwatch industry is not dead. Um, some people say it is, I don't know why. But the two top watches people would ask for would be a Gear S3 or an Apple Watch. We, we had one ZTE Android Wear watch and because it was ZTE, People don't know the difference, frankly, between Tizen and Wear OS. Most people don't. And so I think it'll be huge. And, and if this partnership ends up happening, I'm going to be so happy um, because I think it, it needs to happen. It does. It's just, ah, please. There's more to it, too. And that's the, that's the fact that the Pixel line, the Pixel line is only very recent in that we've only had about two years worth of Pixel phones. And before that, it was Nexus and only towards the later years of Nexus, did they actually stop it really trying to exclude it to developers and push it to consumers? In the early years of Android, it was OEMs like Samsung that actually drove Android to the popularity and absolute market dominance that Android has today. HTC, so remember those days, that's, man. That's what's gonna happen yep. again with where i mean we've had smartwatches a lot of people have smartwatches you go to any public venue uh, large gathering you'll see people there with apple watches all the time they're becoming more and more popular but it's still the wear os market is so so much smaller and it seems that the only people who actually love them and use them are the android diehard fans which is totally fair. That's totally yeah. fine. But it's not expanding to the whole consumer market yet. But once Samsung actually delivers that and Google and Samsung joint market it, that's going to be huge. They did it with Android. They're going to do it again. If there's one event I'm looking forward to this year, it's going to be Google's event. Above Apple, above everyone else, it's Google. I'm curious to see what happens with the Pixel 3. 3XL, whatever it could be called, but especially to see what they do with these other devices because, uh, frankly, Google needs an ecosystem. They, they have it, but they need it in products. They have it with Google Home. They have it with the Pixel. I even use Pixel Buds. I, again, I like Pixel Buds. I used to be like, oh, no, Pixel Buds. I like them. There's certain things I don't like about them, but I like them enough to own them, and I would love to be able to own a Pixel Watch, and I think it's going to be exciting to see what happens with this um let's let's see you know time will tell um and I'm, I'm very looking forward to uh following these rumors until hopefully of course it gets confirmed we don't know because again it is rumors um but you know I, I don't like to speculate too much on rumors at the same time because then we get our heart broken i've had that happen many times but that's uh that's that's all we got to cover today that's it again it's what about 30 minute podcast we're keeping it short simple sweet um, before we do wrap it up though, this is episode one. If you listened up to this point and we didn't bore you to death, I want to personally say, I love you. Thank you. Um, we're going to have, uh, of course, more podcasts coming each week. Uh, Ian, we've had some, some giveaways going on, um, channel side, social media side, we're ramping up uh, production. I just want to, before we end this podcast, have a real, you know, one-on-one -on -one because, uh, I've done it over on YouTube, 
Um, I've done a little bit on social media, but if you're listening in, uh, maybe for the first time, you followed your Tech Explained before in the past. Um, we have been very inactive uh, just as a team, um, as a media outlet. We've, we've been very inactive, uh, I'd say about summer of last year up until about winter. Um, we we are getting back into the game, myself included. I got away from reviewing phones. I'm back uh, to reviewing phones. Ian is actually our editor-in-chief, so you'll be seeing him more uh, on the website as well. But we are devoted and determined to get you guys great content. So that's why we're rolling out this podcast, the YT show, the Your Tech Explained show. We're going to have it each week. Uh, if I'm not here, Ian will be hosting along with some guests. So we want to hear your feedback from you guys. If you listened into the podcast, what can we do to improve it? Who would you like to see on the show? What would you like to see us cover? We'd love to hear your feedback. You can tweet me at Suits and Tech. Ian, you got to give me your handle for Twitter because I don't want to butcher it. What's what's your handle on Twitter? At Ian K. McElwraith. We'll have that in the show notes for sure. Yeah, because spelling it, I, I'd, I'd guarantee at least 65% of Americans would misspell it. That's just, uh, it's it's a tough one. I'd say. But anyway, Ian, that's that's how I'm going to say it now. But follow Ian there. Um, just give us some feedback, guys. Also, we made a bonehead move for this podcast. It's the Your Tech Explain show, and we did not explain anything about technology. We're going to do that next week. That is going to be a segment that we're going to include. It's where we explain something about tech that maybe you didn't know, your friends didn't know, your mom, your dad didn't know. You can link them to it. We're going to play off of that name, so expect an explained segment next week. That's going to do it here, guys. That's podcast number one, the Your Tech Explained show, the YTE show. I'm going to give a little clap here. Done and done. Done and done. Thank you for watching, guys. For watching. I'm going to go finish this for listening. Sorry, for listening. Did I say watching? You did say watching. I did say watching. I barely had any of the scotch, and I'm already messing things up. Thank you for listening guys i appreciate it i'm gonna go finish the scotch go grill a good steak because i am starving and we will catch you guys in our next podcast thank you so much we'll see you soon